3: of Information Act results have shown that the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists knew that the mRNA injections were commonly fatal to babies in the womb. And $11 million was spent to bribe OBGYNs to lie to pregnant women about the safety of the injections and convince them to get the shot. U.S. nursing home data clearly shows that the MRNA shots were killing the elderly. The MRNA shots are now causing cancer. The CDC admits at least 118,000 children have died suddenly in the USA since the rollout of the MRNA COVID vaccines. The actual count is likely much higher, and that was reported a year ago. Nothing has really changed. The historical mass murder continues and the perpetrators remain free, pushing for round two and winning the Nobel Peace Prize.
1: Their discovery led to a monumental medical breakthrough, but even they were surprised when they learned today they're receiving one of the world's most prestigious awards.
4: The Nobel Prize in Medicine, the last thing a pair of scientists expected when the phone rang at 3.40 this morning.
0: My husband picked up and he was talking to somebody, and then he just handed over and said, This is for you. Did you believe it at first? Not really, you know, because you know people can make jokes. I also thought it was a prank or, or an anti-vax joke or something. This has to be a prank. some Some anti-vaxers is, is is you know playing with us and you know th- this can't be real. We wait and the press conference starts, and it was real. We couldn't get funding, we couldn't get publications. We couldn't get you know, really people to notice RNA as something interesting it, it had failed clinical trials and pretty much everybody gave up on it i mean everybody was skeptical but we didn't care katie and i certainly didn't go into science for for money or for awards we we did it because of interest and curiosity but we've got clinical trials for seven vaccines going on right now we've got work on Uh, cancer vaccines, vaccines for autoimmune diseases, for allergies. We've got gene therapy moving into clinical development. We've got a variety of therapeutics. So, you know, it's already been going on for many years, and this has just given RNA the recognition.
3: Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese.
5: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is the American Journal. I am Chase Geiser filling in for the great Harrison Smith this morning. I don't know why he didn't make his dental appointment for 2.30, but he did make it for this morning, so I am filling in for him. It is an honor and a pleasure to be with you. So much great news to cover about how the New World Order is endeavoring to take over, and I think we're going to win. I think our biggest problem is not whether or not we will win, but making sure that when we do win, we are mentally... Morally physically prepared for that kind of responsibility so I would like to draw your attention to vitamin mineral fusion pack which is back in stock at twenty five percent off and the trifecta pack so I know it's Friday Friday is often payday I know it's payday here at Infowars so I 'm feeling good <laughs> but We are almost out of stock of some of the products that are in the trifecta pack. So now is your chance on payday to get these three great products for 40% off, 25% off individually, Bodies, DNA Force Plus, and the Real Red Pill Plus. These products work great individually, but together they are designed to reinforce one another. And when taken with vitamin mineral fusion, you have established that foundation of everything the body needs. To set you up for success, so that the other products that we have at InfowarsStore.com work even better than they would without this sort of basis from Vitamin Mineral Fusion. I highly recommend all the products. I wouldn't tell you to get them if I didn't believe in them. Stick with us, folks. We'll be back in the next minute.
2: It's Friday, October 6th, year of our Lord, 2023. And you're listening to The American Journal with your host, Chase Geyser. Watch it live right now at band.video. I think it's time to blow this thing. Get it
5: Welcome it's to started. The American Journal. I am okay, Chase Geyser filling in for the great Harrison Smith. It is an honor, and a pleasure to be with you. So much to talk about. What a crazy week. You know, the challenge in these shows is to try to cover the news quickly as possible, on time, as efficiently as possible, as accurately as possible, but at the same time to not be redundant. So obviously we've been talking a lot about what's been going on with McCarthy this week. And uh I'm sure that he deserves a long weekend. Nobody's really expecting him in the office anymore anyway, so hopefully he has a great weekend. But crazy things happening in the house. New report here uploaded on InfoWars. World War III will be the excuse for extreme food rationing across America. During every major world war, food rationing was imposed to offset hiccups in agricultural production. And the same will be true upon the arrival of World War III, which will serve as the excuse for an engineered food collapse. This is... Absolutely alarming. You know, I grew up in Bloomington, Illinois, which is in McLean County. I know that Weber lived there. Actually, we lived there at the same time for like there was a little bit of overlap. And McLean County, at least at one point, produced more corn per capita than any other county in the entire world, I believe. And that includes Ukraine and everything. I mean, it is corn and beans. They alternate the fields every year. And those farmers, they are such good people. It, I know it's a stereotype to to sort of have the farmer at, at the crack of dawn in a slow motion video while a country song plays about American patriotism. But integrity like farms. Integrity Farms, exactly, just like that. <laughs> but I could absolutely see this going on. And I know because I still have family in Bloomington, Illinois, that there are a lot of farmers that are very concerned about what's going on. And here's what's really fascinating about this. So we export a lot of our agriculture to China. And I know that they're doing other things to make themselves less dependent on our agriculture. But we do send a lot of crops to China every single year. In fact, agriculture is one of the few remaining strong exports – in America, since we're not a manufacturing economy anymore, we switched from a manufacturing economy to a service based economy when Biden and the other senators sold us out to China and we decided to import all of our products from China because slave labor is cheaper than paying American wages for products. And I know that if we go into World War III, by definition, China is going to be involved. And if China is allied with Russia, the United States will probably be opposed to China and Russia given their recent developments. And in that event, we will cease to export agriculture to China, right? You don't trade with the enemy. It's against the law. You can only trade with the enemy if you're Joe Biden. But if you're not Joe Biden and Hunter Biden, you cannot trade with the enemy. So in that event, the farmers would have this tremendous amount of supply with this dramatic reduction reduction in Demand since we wouldn't be able to export to China anymore. And I think that we would actually see a tremendous drop in the price of agricultural, specifically, specifically agricultural food for a time. But the problem with that is the farmers have such a tight margin because land is so expensive, labor is so expensive, all the equipment that they pay for is so expensive that they have to sell their bushels for a minimum price. Otherwise they just lose money like crazy. So I think we would have a year or two in which we'd have this tremendous supply. The farmers would be losing money. The government would have to bail them out. And then all of a sudden we would see supply production go way down because the farmers wouldn't want to overproduce the product that isn't being exported to China anymore. And so I could totally see a world war three actually manifesting in a fake food crisis and the crazy thing about this is and i've said this on air a million times between 1958 and 1962 during the great leap forward in china that's sort of what happened so mao wanted to industrialize china and take communis- communism from the field to the city from the field to the plant no pun intended and what happened in that environment was everyone was so terrified in the communist regime at the time, much as they are now, of their superior officer or their superior person in the party. And so as Mao was moving everyone from the fields, from the rural areas, into the cities to set up the infrastructure to be the world's manufacturing hub, which it is now, suddenly people weren't working the fields like they were and they weren't harvesting crops like they were. But no one who was responsible for the various agricultural districts had the courage to report to the superiors in the party that food production quotas weren't being met, that there were no farmers farming the fields and there was no food. They blame it on droughts and stuff like that. That might have had a... Modicum to do with it. But really, it was because everybody was being forced into the cities, out of the fields during this industrialization. And everyone was afraid to tell the leadership in the party that quotas weren't being met. So they were lying about how much was being produced. And it wasn't until people started starving to death that the party actually realized there was a problem because nobody wanted to admit that their district wasn't reaching numbers. We saw the same thing happen with Chernobyl. In the instance of Chernobyl, it was very difficult for the leadership in the Communist Party of the Soviet Union to get accurate information from people in Chernobyl about how bad the situation really was because they were terrified of the top-down pressure, that it took days longer than it should have for them to realize that the core had been opened of the reactor, things like that, and it exacerbated the problem. This is the problem with centralized leadership. This is the problem when the government has absolute control... They have to manage everything, and they have to do it with accurate information, and they can't do it efficiently because it's impossible to just centrally manage a complicated 7 to 9 billion person global economy. And when you have that kind of power, everybody that works for you is terrified of you, and they won't—they don't want to tell you bad news. So it, it just doesn't work. This is the, one of the main reasons why I'm against globalism is because we saw what happened in the Great Leap Forward between 58 and 62, and we saw what happened in Chernobyl where the... Whole entire, entirety of Ukraine almost had its water supply contaminated for like 100 million years or something ridiculous like that because that radiation nearly leaked into the, the groundwater because they weren't dealing with it properly as that core was exposed. And if it had done that, it would have been radioactive in the region for thousands of years. And so estimates of 100 million people died of starvation from 1958 to 1962 in China during this Great Leap Forward. And it was all because of a food shortage. And it was a food shortage that wasn't caused by a natural disaster or uncontrollable circumstances. It was a food shortage that was inadvertently or intentionally, however you want to believe it. I I believe inadvertently in that case, inadvertently caused by bad policy. A lot of times people don't realize that everything we do as a nation, as individuals has unintended consequences. What is it from a uh, gladiator? What we do in this life echoes an eternity, the famous line in the beginning. And it's true. And so when we pass policies, <laughs> you got to ask yourself, all right, what are going to be the unintended consequences of this? Universal basic income is a great example. A lot of people advocate for universal basic income. Hey, let's just give everybody $50,000 a year, eliminate all welfare programs, and allow them to manage that money, do whatever they want, but we'll eliminate welfare. to do that. Okay, the first problem with that is if you flush everybody with cash simultaneously, a lot of the prices for goods are going to go up because the businesses know that the market has more. The second thing that's wrong with that is like almost every time someone wins the lottery – They come from a very impoverished area because they disproportionately play the lottery and they wind up bankrupt or broke within 36 months. So if you just give people $50,000 a year, it doesn't mean that they're actually going to spend it on the stuff that's responsible. Do you think that if you gave everybody in our poorest, most crime ridden communities $50,000, they decide to get a life insurance plan, buy an economical car and, you know, save for groceries every month? No, no way. Stick with us, folks. We'll be back right after this break.
6: Have you tried taking the Real Red Pill? A -a one-of-a-kind heart and brain formula designed exclusively for InfoWarsStore.com. One of the most powerful ingredients in Real Red Pill Plus is Pregnanolone. Pregnanolone levels decrease with age, and low levels are associated with fatigue, low brain function, and unhealthy aging. The Real Red Pill Plus also provides essential trace minerals, such as vitamin B12, calcium, copper, and zinc. Featuring naturally occurring L-theanine, caffeine, and theobromine, the energy blend inside The Real Red Pill Plus provides an extra pick-me-up for your day that goes beyond the second cup of coffee. Visit InfoWarsStore.com, go down the rabbit hole, and try taking the real red pill. Now 25% off for a limited time at InfoWarsStore.com.
3: Omega-3 fatty acids are needed for optimal strength, and they can only be obtained through diet. They can be found in grass-fed beef, which is why the ruling class is trying to ban it and they can be found in fish, which are arguably the best source of omega-3s. But the problem today is finding fish without a high mercury content. Your best option is our ultimate fish oil and ultimate krill oil at infowarsstore.com. Omega-3 fatty acids are essential for both our neurological and cardiovascular systems, our brain and our heart. They improve mood, mental clarity, and immune function. Get your essential omega-3 fatty acids from the best sources available, ultimate fish oil and ultimate krill oil. Get some today at InfoWarsStore.com.
2: You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video.
5: the American Journal, folks. I love this song. You are the man. This is on one of my playlists that I use to get in the zone. For some reason, I don't know if you guys would like this, but I have to listen to music in order to be productive and the fewer lyrics in the music, the easier it is. I think that's part of the reason why EDM stuff has become so popular is actually because it has fewer, is less lyrics in it. People like to listen to music that gets them amped. So we were talking about food shortages in the last segment. We were talking about how World War III is going to totally change the supply chain dynamic and the the supply and demand dynamics for food that are going to really be hard on the economics for our farmers, and it's going to totally change whether or not we're able to get food and the prices of food. We've already seen things like this happening. So we've got this new report here on Infowars.com from Adon Salazar. Watch, before and after photos show skyrocketing food prices at Costco, proving inflation is way worse than reported by the government. And a lot of people don't understand why it is that the government lies about inflation. People think, oh, the government is lying about inflation because our politicians don't want it to look like things are as bad as they are under their watch. And that is part of it. But a tremendous part of the reason why the government doesn't tell us the truth about inflation, despite how obvious the truth is every time you go to the market, is because if they admit how bad inflation really is, then they are legally bound to increase Social Security payouts. They are legally bound to compensate for inflation in how much they pay our elderly retired citizens so that they can maintain the standard of living, that they're accustomed to, that they deserve until they die. And our government doesn't want to pay our dying citizens, our dying veterans, our elderly people, our vulnerable people. It would like to lie about inflation and see our elderly communities unable to pay for any of their bills. It would prefer that outcome than to tell the truth about how bad inflation really is and suffer the Obstacles and challenges and pain of budgeting properly for Social Security and getting that passed. And so they're lying about inflation 100%. I know this intuitively. And you know, when you go to the grocery store, I saw there were a dozen Krispy Kreme donuts at Walmart in a box two days ago. It was 6 a.m. And I walked up to them because sometimes the crew buys donuts. It brings them in and shares them with everybody. Dan will get some, or Weber will get some, or whoever. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll get some for the crew this time. And they were 18 bucks, and I said, nope! <laughs> it's insane. And the crazy thing is, the, the more fuel prices go up, people don't make this connection. I don't know why, but the more fuel prices go up, the more the cost for everything goes up, because everything has to be shipped. And so the cost of shipping goes up. And so in order for businesses to make money on the products they sell you, when the costs go up, the price has to go up. So you're telling me that gas prices are up to, what is it, 8 $9 a gallon in California and some of the worst places, close to that anyway, high sevens at least. And inflation hasn't gone up in proportion to that. If everything's twice as expensive to make, twice as expensive to ship, and it's showing up as twice as expensive in the stores as just three years ago, then how is it that inflation is not astronomical, according to this administration. A savvy Costco shopper showed how food prices have gone up way more than the inflation rate reported by the government, hitting consumers with devastatingly high food costs. And part of the reason I want to talk to you about this is because on InfoWars, we have sold storable food products for years, and we have told you the narrative, the true narrative, of how the New World Order is working diligently to manifest a globalist apocalypse. We don't know whether they're going to pull it off or not, but for 20 years we've been talking about how world powers are conglomerating conglomerating their power and doing everything they can to mitigate your individual sovereignty. And for a long time, the story behind... The storable foods. The argument, the case for getting storable foods was, hey, when everything collapses, when the power grid collapses, you're not going to be able to get any food. When supply chains collapse, there isn't going to be any food. What are you going to do with your family? When everybody's looting the stores, you're not going to be able to get food. How are you going to provide for your family? And that is still a legitimate reason to get Life Select at Infowarsstore.com. It is possible that within the next 25 years, which is the shelf life of these products, There is no way to get food and research shows that if there's an EMP attack on the United States and the United States is without power for nine months, 90% of the population will die in the first nine months. You're going to have a really hard time getting somebody at the manual checkout lane at the grocery store when 90% of the population is dead. You're going to have to do some self-checkout, right? Right. So there is a case, but really the best case, in my opinion, right now, in this very specific, unique, political, economic climate, the best case for Life Select is that where else, if you guys could throw it up on the screen, where else can you get four weeks worth of groceries for less than $300 in America right now? My family and I, were a family of four. We budget like crazy to try to get a month's worth of groceries for less than $1,000. Where else can you get groceries? Four weeks worth for $277. I mean, if I was a single man and my wife wasn't picky about food because she's Italian and she actually knows how to cook, this would be my groceries. I would be buying Life Select once a month for $277 and I would be making the meals three times a day. They're good, guys. I've had them. The mac and cheese is great. That's the one that I've tried. It's not bad food. So if you're having a hard time figuring out how to pay for your food, your grocery situation. Go to infowarsstore.com and get Life Select. Try it for a month. If you don't like it, just don't get it again, but you will like it. It's great. This is way cheaper than going to a Costco or an HEB or a Walmart or an Albertsons or wherever you get your groceries because they have to ship that crap to those stores and pay the incredible gas prices to get it there. And then the store owners have to calculate how much they can sell per square foot in their store. So they have to do the on-shelf markup. By the time you walk out of there, if you were going to get a month's worth of groceries at a grocery store, it's going to cost you a thousand bucks. So this is an incredible
7: deal. I highly recommend going to infowarsstore.com, getting the groceries here. Also, fun fact, if you're not planning on eating these right away at your home residence, I myself am a happy camper. And uh, fall coming up means uh, people are planning camping trips. These are great to pack. When you're backpacking out in the wilderness um, or just camping, easy to make out in the wild. They store really, really well. Weber, which ones, which recipes have you tried? I've tried none of them. You haven't? No, no. But I buy similar foods at uh, uh, like REI. Like right when you go to check out at REI, you know, you'll find similar foods to this. They're just like a thousand more, uh, you know, markup, thousand percent more markup. So yeah, you when you when you buy these, I, I've bought very similar brands, um, but I do know that whenever I go backpacking or camping, I use these. Awesome, thank you so much. Stick with us, folks. We'll be right back. store.com.
5: is back.
2: The ultimate turmeric product on the market has returned to InfoWarsStore.com and is now 25% off for a limited time. Utilized for thousands of years, turmeric is one of the most studied medicinal herbs today. Hundreds of peer-reviewed scientific articles are published every year on the chemistry and therapeutic potential of turmeric and its active components. Bodies will reduce inflammation throughout the body, help boost and support flexibility, increase mobility, assist in joint function, bolster your immune system, and so much more. Regular turmeric from the store contains about 1-5% of the active ingredient curcuminoids, but our super-powerful extract using bodies contains over 95% of the active ingredient in turmeric. No other product can compare with this curcuminoid delivery system. So if you want to put the true power of turmeric to the test, then look no further. Grab yourself a bottle today for 25% off at InfoWarsStore.com and put your body at ease.
1: InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're watching The American
2: Journal with your host, Chase Geyser. Watch live right now at band.video. I'm back. I'm
7: back
5: Welcome back to The American Journal. they snapping necks and cashing and checks. I hope you got Life Select. I wasn't just, we talked about, it. the crew and I talked about Life Select during the entire break after the last segment. It wasn't a plug. We're not even really supposed to emphasize lifestyle because we're, we got these other great deals and sales going on. But I wanted to bring it up because there is nowhere else in America where you can get four weeks' worth of food, three meals a day for $277. It is the cheapest way to get your groceries. InfoWars has finally found a way to solve the food crisis in America. If only everybody would go to InfoWarsStore.com. I want to talk about something that Hillary Clinton said. Let's do clip four very strong partisans in both parties in the past. Uh, and we had very bitter battles over all kinds of things, gun control and climate change so and wild. the
0: economy and taxes. But there wasn't this little tale of extremism waving, you know, wagging the dog of the uh, Republican party
5: as it is today. Mm-hmm. And sadly, so many of those extremists, those mega extremists um, take their marching orders from Donald Trump who has no credibility left by any measure. He's only
0: in it for himself. He's now defending himself in civil actions and criminal actions. And when do they break with him? You know, because at some point, you know,
5: maybe there needs to be a formal deprogramming of the cult members, but something needs to happen. And how do you- A formal, formal deprogramming of the cult members. This sort of language is not something that just comes up as like a weird Freudian slip or hyperbole. You don't say crap like that unless you think things like that regularly. I mean, everybody messes up on occasion and says nuclear instead of nuclear or whatever. That's different, right? But when you say there needs to be some sort of a formal deprogramming for cult members... That means you've been thinking about it and you believe it. And there's so much wrong with just that one sentence for so many reasons. We could dissect it and probably spend three hours going over it as if it was a Jordan Peterson lecture on Cain and Abel. First of all, there's the word formal formal means that it's organized, it's a real system, it's funded, there's staff, there's research. There's criteria, deprogramming, how many implications go along with that word? I mean, If we think just very simply on a basic level about what programming means, programming is when you sit down in front of a machine and you give it code and you tell it when to spit zeros and ones binary so that it performs the function that you want it to perform. And the thing about machines is that the way they work is all based off of if-then formulas. If this happens, then do that. If I click here, then open this window. If I click export this file, then render it. Everything that a machine does is an if-then thing. And a machine doesn't have free will. It can just do a ton of if-then processes. In, in At an incredible rate, at an incredibly fast, right? These computers can do these things that require a lot of processing and computing in a very fast period of time, but they don't have autonomous free will. So when you're using language like deprogramming or programming in reference to people, you are implicitly saying that you want to issue commands and eradicate free will i mean even in the olden days they would call a, a, a news broadcast or a tv show a program right brought right. to you this program is brought to you and it's because it was scripted it was preset we're going to talk about this it's a program
7: right we, we got actually, it in the books. Go uh, ahead. that that uh, that whole notion of programming is discussed explicitly in how to watch tv news so yeah that underscores your point that a lot of people used to think about this as uh, a way to inform society on how to act Right. Absolutely. And so when Hillary Clinton is sitting up there, in the context of all this AI stuff that's
5: been going on the last year and all the concerns about that and all the everything, it's just mind-blowing corruption and programming, for lack of a better term. When she's up there and she says that there needs to be formal deprogramming of cult members, she's saying that there need to be organizations, entities, institutions in place funded by the government designed to brainwash you out of your own free will and replace your current beliefs and behaviors with the desired input from the programmers. That's what she's saying. Sounds
7: like a Maoist re-education camp. Yeah, she even looks like Mao sometimes. You know, that's and that's the thing. You know, when I saw the headline this morning, the... You know, I just actually saw that video for the first time. Yeah. But uh, I knew that this was another basket of deplorables moment. And, you know, when we look at, you know, the way that Hillary dresses, right, with her in those suits from 2016, every time, you know, she would be in a pantsuit, she looked like some type of communist, like she was being photographed for communist propaganda. But, you know, it's right in line with this whole thing. Oh, yeah, she wants to start re-education camps.
5: Yeah. and And just to be fair... We did the same thing with the internment camps in World War II. I read a great book in college called Looking Like the Enemy, which covered the internment. It was written by this woman who was a little girl at the time, and her family, I believe, owned a, f- a flower shop. And they were interned because they were Japanese after the attack on Pearl Harbor, and she writes extensively about what it was like to live in the internment camps during World War II as an American citizen. And they had things like weekly surveys that they had to complete things like on a scale of one to 10, how much do you love America? Weird questions like that were on these surveys and these tests. And you had to adequately answer and respond to the questions and consistently over time in order to have hope of like a favorable outcome in the camp. And it wasn't the same thing as like an Auschwitz or anything like that, but it was totally inhumane what we did to the Japanese for internment. When we basically took a whole race of people, locked them up, because we didn't know who among them were spies and who weren't. We, I mean, it was a crisis situation. I'm, I'm not saying it was right. It made sense, but it wasn't right that we did that. It's terrible. But my point is, this concept of programming and deprogramming has existed for a long period of time. But now we actually have technology to do it on a mass scale. It's, it's, it's insane. The other aspect of this, she said, formally deprogramming, what would she say, the cult members?
7: Yeah, yeah, she referred to Trump, Trump right. supporters as cult members.
5: So, so now it's the government's job to identify which organizations or religions or political movements are religions, right? It's the government versus cults. So now she's implying that the government should go into cult situations and deprogram members of that cult because they don't believe the truth so that they believe what is true which of course is the state narrative it's its own cult right so that's totally anti the first amendment which is freedom of religion right she's going in and saying the government needs to combat people who participate in what she calls a religion not me i'm not calling it a cult but she's calling it a, re- a religious cult it's the government's job to go and deprogram and eradicate that cult
7: it's like where has she been on scientology we're you gonna say something weber i heard some air oh yeah Oh, yeah. No, actually, uh, delving back into history uh, about re-education camps, uh, Mao actually had two types of re-education camps uh, through labor, where uh, basically uh, one set was reserved for political prisoners and the other facilities uh, housed thieves, beggars and prostitutes. And um, if you look at the distinction between the two, there was a a clear difference in the way that uh, the two camps treated their internees, where political prisoners were, in Mao's words forced to reform, non-political ones had to be persuaded. Mm. So it it would have been better in Mao's China and Hillary's America to be a criminal uh, than it is to be a political dissident. And we can see that playing out right now, right, in in Biden's uh, administration, where people who are criminals are walking free and people who are Trump supporters are now being targeted by the FBI.
5: There you have it, folks. You're not going to get a segment like that on any other mainstream network in America. You're not going to get the first hour of the day covering with a substantial argument how we are becoming a new version of Maoism. We are becoming a new version of these internments. InfoWars is a special place. Make sure you support us at InfoWarsStore.com
1: and be the reason we're still on the air. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Where were you when humanity was fighting for its life? Where were you when the globalists were caught trafficking millions of children for sex slavery worldwide? Where were you when the New World Order was starting, World War III with Russia? Well, I know where you are. You're watching and listening to InfoWars.com right now, and I salute you and thank you. And I want to encourage all of you who've been in this fight so long to realize we've reached the critical juncture in the battle now. And a key tool in that fight is the Great Awakening, defeating the globalists, and launching the next great renaissance. This is my second book, Part two of the Great Reset the War for the World. It's a longer book, a quite frankly, more powerful book. And just like the last book went to number one, it is up to you to send it number one right now. This is a cultural fight against the globalists, and it funds the InfoWar. Get signed or unsigned copies of The Great Awakening right now at InfoWarstore.com. I want to thank you all for your support. This is a book everybody needs. Get your copy of The Great Awakening right now. I have been in a 28 year Marathon Battle with the Globalist. I have come from nowhere, to the very heights of politics, not just in America, but in the world. We are engaging the globalists at point-blank range in the information war, but I don't deserve the credit. Yes, I've persevered, but the listeners and viewers who support InfoWars are the real reason you have had the success. We're having now the greatest victories in the fight against the New World Order we've ever had.
2: Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video.
5: If you are receiving this transmission, you are the resistance to the deprogramming. Likes of Hillary Clinton, the Clinton Foundation, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the World Economic Forum, and every globalist organization, institution out there is trying to program into you. This is the resistance. This is the antivirus. This is the McAfee antivirus. Infowars is an antivirus to the virus, the program that they are trying to plant into the minds of every single American and every sovereign citizen worldwide. They're just trying to hit you with pop-ups, pop-ups, pop-ups. You're trying to do something productive during your day. It's just pop-up, 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 pop-up. You need an antivirus. That's InfoWars. If you want to protect yourself against disinformation, against misinformation, against lies, we don't always get it right, folks. But we never lie on purpose. I'd say we do uh, good enough for anti-government work. We get it right a hell of a lot more than CNN. I tell you what, the weapons of mass destruction mistake... That was a reporting mistake made by every mainstream media outlet, the likes of which InfoWars has never approached something so humiliating. And no one ever gives them a hard time about it. The Russian collusion hoax, which was literally paid for by the Clinton campaign, and it came out that it was, was a lie told by mainstream media that a mistake or a lie that InfoWars has never even remotely approached that level of dishonesty or inc- or incorrect reporting. The Hunter Biden laptop being Russian disinformation and not being a real story as backed by former intelligence officers, that was a lie that exceeded the bounds of anything that InfoWars has ever gotten wrong. So if you want to talk about fake news websites or disinformation or misinformation, If you want to talk about accurate reporting, InfoWars is the last network that you should be criticizing when you look at the scale of the lies and the deception that we've heard from every single trusted network. You think CNN gets it right more than InfoWars? You think Fox gets it right more than InfoWars? Don't get me wrong. Some of these major platforms have done outstanding work. Even the Washington Post, a platform I despise among all platforms – most did a great job with the watergate story i mean they they broke some stuff then they do spotlight too when they uncovered a bunch of stuff about the corruption within the catholic church and hiding the pedophiles was that the washington post but that was like one great journalist within a terrible organization it's like when you have an honest cop in a corrupt police precinct like in batman or if you have an honest fed within the fbi Working to try to make the organization more honest. The spotlight was uh, based on Boston Globe. Boston Globe. That's right. Boston Globe did spotlight. That's right. I should have known that, that it was in Boston. Mark Ruffalo, of all people, (laughs) was in that movie about that. But yeah, there are individuals within bad organizations that have done heroic things. Famous example of the Valkyrie movie, right? The guy that the, the Nazi that tried to assassinate Hitler. So just because somebody works for CNN or works for the Washington Post, I don't think that inherently makes them a bad person. But it doesn't – because they're a good person doesn't inherently make the organization they work for good. And I would contend that Infowars for the last 20 years has been more accurate not just about what is happening or what has happened but about what will happen – than any other news media outlet in the history of the world since Nostradamus. Nostradamus technically predicted 9-11 way before Alex Jones did, but Alex Jones was still impressive with the March 6, 2001 prediction. So it ties in to the deprogramming language that Hillary's using. She's saying we need to be deprogrammed, Because we're members of a cult if we support Trump. And that deprogramming needs to be formal. We talked about this at length this morning in the first hour. And do you think that they would ever reprogram anyone with anything healthy or The the truth. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. First of all, it's not their job to program you. You have freedom of religion, freedom of thought, freedom of speech in this country. Even if it's not protected, it's still your right. And the fact that they would say that we are the ones who are in a cult. After all of the cognitive dissonance we've seen from the left, especially over the last five years, we are the ones in a cult. Let me put it to you this way. Donald Trump is overwhelmingly winning in the primary among Republicans. There's no doubt about it. However... There are competitors that are doing pretty well. Vivek is up close to 9%. DeSantis, I think, is at 9%. There are some people that 1 in 10 Republicans are kind of polling for, right? Joe Biden has, at least on the, on the face of it, universal support among the established Democratic Party. I know RFK is running against him, but he's going to end up running as an independent. He doesn't really count as a Democrat to me. So if we're the members of a cult... And we're supposedly so blinded and so devoted to Trump that we can accept no other reality. Then why is it that Republicans are more inclined amongst themselves to have a debate? They're more inclined amongst themselves to split the vote on whether or not to vacate the speaker. But Democrats have universal support for their, their leader. Joe Biden, hero of America to them, right? Who's in the cult, When your boyfriend gets stabbed in the heart three times in front of you at 4 a.m. in the street and you stand by and watch as it happens and then you refuse to report to the police the details of the perpetrator in order to protect the perpetrator and then you use your boyfriend's death in order to raise money so you can take a couple of weeks off for yourself, not to pay for the funeral, but to raise money for yourself and your friends And then you speak of raising even more money to give to the family of the perpetrator. Who is in a cult? Who worships their ideology more when everything around them is screaming, don't do this, this is evil. Everything is counterintuitive to what their ideology says is good and healthy and right and just. And they're even facing personal trauma because of it. Yet they still buy in. Which one of us is in a cult? Who is in a cult when it comes out that the Clinton Foundation paid for the allegations of Russian collusion and the Russia hoax? And then it comes out and nobody pays attention. Who is in a cult when the entire media narrative lies about the accuracy or the truthfulness of the Hunter Biden laptop story? And then it comes out that the Hunter Biden laptop is true, but nobody switches their perspective on that. Nobody changes and realizes, okay, there's actually implications here. Who is in a cult when a diary comes out of the daughter of the president complaining about inappropriate showers with her father when she was an underage girl? Then the media comes out and says there's no way to verify the diary. But then the people who had the diary were convicted of attempting to sell stolen property. And then there's audio recording of... Ashley Biden herself admitting that the diary was hers and that she wrote that yet no one seems to come out against Joe Biden who allegedly took inappropriate showers with his underage daughter who is in a cult when there's text message evidence that Joe and Jill Biden were covering up the abuse of Hunter Biden of another underage relative against Delaware law And no one's reporting on it. Nobody's reporting on the fact that Joe Biden probably abused his own child underage based on the implications of that text. It's not explicit, but it's definitely implied. Then covered up inappropriate behavior around his other relative underage. Nobody's talking about that. Do you think if Donald Trump had taken inappropriate showers with Ivanka Trump when she was an underage girl and she wrote about it in her own diary at rehab trying to cope with the trauma, do you think that the mainstream media wouldn't be reporting every single day about how perverted Donald Trump is if that were the case? Why is it that Joe Biden can get away with it? It's because they're the ones in a cult. And I'm not advocating for the formal deprogramming of their cult because I'm not a fascist. I'm not a tyrant. I believe they have a right to be in a cult. I believe in the freedom of religion. If you want to worship Joe Biden in this country, go for it. I don't, I'm not so self-righteous that I would say that we should formally deprogram you for believing the wrong thing. I think that we should formally ensure that you have no political power ever by never voting for anyone you support. We should render you absolutely powerless and voiceless in the political field because you're totally insane and believe not reality and push lies and corruption constantly and you're brainwashed. Yeah, I don't want you to have any political power, but I don't want you in a camp. They want you in a camp, folks. That's why they're calling you Nazis. That's why they're saying you're in a cult. That's why they're saying you need to be deprogrammed. That's why they're constantly harassing you with lawsuits. They're coming after you. They're suing you. They're taxing you. Anybody who ever worked with Donald Trump, if you shook his hand, you're about as likely to go to prison as somebody who worked for the Clintons. Jesus, it's just as as dangerous to work for Trump as it is to be a chef for the Obamas
2: the most powerful M4's life formula yet. DNA Force Plus is now back in stock for 25% off while supplies last. This elite formula contains the most cutting-edge enzymes, potent antioxidants, and traditional naturally occurring ingredients to protect the vitality of your very DNA. The powerhouse ingredients in DNA Force Plus include QQQ, CoQ10, organic reishi mushroom, astrologous roots, rhodiola Root, and an array of even more incredible antioxidants, and extracts carefully chosen to help support healthy heart function while promoting energy production down to the cellular level. Provide your cells and DNA with the protection they need and try a bottle of DNA Force Plus today for 25% off or for an additional 10% off grab the combo pack with DNA Force Plus and Body's Whole Support. These offers and so much more are only available at InfoWarsStore.com. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Chase Geyser. Watch live right now at band.video.
5: Welcome back to The American Journal, folks. We're on the air like we just don't care, but we're on the air because we care, and we're on the air because of you. You visit infowarsstore.com new developments I'm not at liberty to discuss yet. Some exciting things happening over the next few months. I think this company is going to be bigger and better than ever in the coming years. I'm very excited about the climax of this story. The next 24 months in this country are going to be absolutely insane, folks. I ran a poll the other day on my Twitter. Maybe you guys could find it and throw it up. I basically asked the question, which outcome will result in more violence? Trump winning which of course would have leftist protests or Biden winning a re-election bid, which of course would have right-wing backlash. Which one do you think would result in more violence? And the crazy thing about it is there's not a way that I can fathom either outcome not resulting in violence. I can't imagine there won't be some level of violence if Trump is not re-elected. And I can't imagine there won't be a tremendous amount of violence if Trump is elected. I cannot imagine a left that doesn't burn cities down when he wins in 2024. So these next 24 months, excuse me, these next 12 months may be the last 12 months without extreme political unrest in this country for a while. So do things like get life select and prepare for that. But that being said, I also believe that with a tremendous crisis comes a tremendous opportunity. And I believe that Infowars is going to have an awesome 12 months. I think this next year might be our biggest yet. I just have a feeling about it. Usually when I have a feeling about this sort of thing, guys, usually it's right. I can trust my intuition most of the time. And Everything in my gut as being a small business owner, I've worked with businesses in over 30% of the world's countries doing advertising campaigns. I've seen a lot of businesses fail. I've seen a lot of businesses succeed. Everything that I know points to big things happening for those who have fought for the truth, those who stand on the side of truth. And I just think Evil Wars is going to be huge this this year i think this is going to be amazing so stick, stick with us folks make sure you visit infowarsstore.com in recent news the u.s may no longer avoid a recession huh you think who writes an article like this and thinks that it's like interesting or new news and i'm sure this guy's a nice guy i don't want to personally bash him because he wrote a dumb headline but we're already in a recession if not a depression we know that they're lying about the inflation rates. And you're just now coming out and saying, "Oh, maybe we can't avoid a recession." It's like it's like being in, in the middle of the war in 1943 and being like, "You know, I think I think the U.S. is going to have to get involved in World War II." There's no way to avoid it. It's like, yeah, we invaded Normandy, bro. <laughs> These people, man. Ah, oh, ChatGPT would do a better job. Fed's bid to avoid recession tested by yields nearing 20 years high. The Federal Reserve may be putting its hoped for soft landing of the economy at risk by tacitly accepting a run-up in long-term interest rates to the highest levels since 2007. Are you surprised? The surge 10-year Treasury yields rose more than half a percentage point to the past month to surpass 4.7%, heightens the danger in the near term of a financial blow-up akin to the regional bank breakdown in March. Longer run, it threatens to undercut the economy by markedly raising borrowing costs for consumers and companies i don't trust anything the fed does every uh, every one of our problems the last hundred years including both world wars in my opinion started as a result of the federal reserve whether on purpose or on an accident treasury bond collapse ranks among the worst market crashes in history if bricks and all the nations in bricks sell all their tre- treasuries the price of the treasuries is going to plummet and the dollar is going to face some heat so be prepared folks it's not looking good for the dollar, and the people who are in control of trying to navigate on our behalf and our economy's behalf, our currency's behalf, don't know what they're doing. We'll be right back after this break.
2: You're tuned in to The American Journal with your host, Chase Geyser. Watch it live right now at fan.video.
5: Welcome to the American Journal, folks. I'm Chase Geiser filling in for the great Harrison Smith. Is that the dentist? He'll be back with that beautiful smile. Gotta take care of that beautiful smile. I to talk about this segment. So much going on. We've been covering the cult accusations, and I think we pretty clearly identified who's actually in a cult. Difference, of course, between the right and the left is that the right believes you have a right to be in a cult. Apparently, left doesn't unless you're in their cult, which is another aspect of a cult. They don't want you to be involved with anything else. Just them. That's the way the left is. Formal deprogramming of cult members by a cult. Ramaswamy was out on the campaign trail the other day and... Apparently had a friendly debate with some of the protesters who were out there to see him. And we're getting mixed reporting that after those protesters left that he spoke with, they slammed into his car. I'm not sure if it's confirmed whether or not it was them. I believe if you guys could throw up Vivek's tweet about it from yesterday, I think he implied that it was them. But... Yeah, protesters rammed their car in the back of a campaign vehicle of Republican presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy ahead of an event held in Grinnell, Iowa, Fox News Digital has learned. A group of liberal protesters appeared outside Ramaswamy's event at Saints Rest Coffee House on Thursday. Ramaswamy's campaign told Fox News Digital a female driver of a blue Honda Civic, not a Honda Fit Sean, and a passenger were yelling expletives at the GOP hopeful, giving him the middle finger and blaring the car horn which is what they do. They scream into the abyss and destroy your property and vandalize you and threaten you and spit on you because they are possessed and demonic and all of their behaviors are only from a place of irrational hatred like that. You know, hate is an interesting emotion. I've been thinking about this a lot lately. I, spoke with my friend ron coleman yesterday and somehow the topic of hate came up and i was like i got a lot of hate in my heart i gotta keep an eye on it actually and it's a natural response to feel hatred when you see an injustice when you see the terrible things that are happening to children all over the world whatever you can think of anything i'll let you use your own imagination it's easy for me to feel hatred when I see Hillary Clinton say that I'm in a cult and I need to be deprogrammed by one of her programmers. And I don't think the emotion of hate itself is the problem. It is the actions that you do because of that hate that are the problem. It's not about trying to never feel hatred. I think we should hate evil. But it's about allow- not allowing that hatred to... Take the wheel of our lives and the decisions that we make and the way that we approach these problems. Always having reasoned hate. And I think that's one of the, one of the other differences between the left and the right is that when, when the right feels hate, it's usually hate for a political class or a political elite that try to make it more difficult for average American people to provide for their families try to make it more difficult for them to keep their businesses open and the lights on. Hatred is for a political class that weakens the value of their dollar and stirs up unnecessary wars all over the world and sends their sons there to, if not lose their lives, then lose their limbs. If not lose their limbs, then lose a piece of their soul when they come home. My dad said about Vietnam. He's like, even if he came back, he never really came back. Like so I had friends that were drafted. They came back, and they just they weren't the same person anymore. Dead a little. So yeah, the right feels hatred, but when the left feels hatred, it's not because of a seasoned argument. It's not because they studied hours upon hours of Ben Shapiro videos and came up with the perfect counter arguments to all of his rational factual points. It's not from a basis of reason or because any injustice has been done to them. But what they feel hatred for is a political ideology, a political philosophy that emphasizes the importance of placing the burden of one's life on that person. You see, we've got a left in this country that wants to make sure that for its constituents, for its people, nothing bad that ever happens to them is because of a problem with their intelligence or their character. So if you're poor, it's because someone else is rich. If you didn't get the job, it's because someone else is racist or because someone else is sexist. If you can't afford something, it's because capitalism is evil, not because you haven't earned enough. Everything about the left's philosophy is that everyone's problems are some other organizations or some other group's philosophy's fault. And so when they're faced with the right being right to the point where it's so obvious that the argument is correct, it's so obvious that sexism isn't in place, that racism isn't in place, it's so obvious that They're just wrong. When they're faced with that undeniable truth, they lash out in total hatred, like that scream, the famous scream. And they experience that hatred because they can't deal with the fact that there's something wrong with them and that the problems in their lives aren't because the world is unjust, but because they haven't responded morally and correctly to the world. See the right when somebody goes out of business on the right, you know, aside from the lockdowns, so just let's say prior to the the pandemic, if somebody were to go out of business, they don't usually blame the government. They say, "Oh, you know, demand went down or a competitor came in or we didn't do XYZ in order to be competitive in the space and so we we had to close the doors." I've talked to business owners all over the world. I've grown up around business owners. 9 times out of 10 when they go out of business, they take responsibility for it, especially the ones that have had any success at all. But when you talk to the left about any failures or difficulties in their lives that they face, it's never their fault. And that's the great comfort of the left. The great comfort of the left, what the left promises its constituents, this is a promise it keeps. The one promise it keeps and the only one that really matters is that you will never have to bear the burden of the guilt of your life or the responsibility of your life. If anything bad ever happens to you, you will never feel the shame that it was your fault. If you do not accomplish your goals or your dreams, you will never feel the disappointment or regret that it was your fault. Nothing good will happen to you, but you will never feel that it is because there's something wrong with you. You will always feel great about yourself As the world burns around you, that's the promise of the left. The promise of the left is a total bubble of protection for their constituents' very sensitive self esteem. And when we pop those bubbles, they scream because they are too scared to look inwards at the abyss that is their own soul. They have sold their soul to the party, they have signed a deal with the devil that says, okay, you can have my life and my support as long as I never have to feel like I could be the problem. They have purchased a clean conscience from the devil, something the devil cannot sell, but they have been fooled again, folks. Stick with us. We'll be back after this break with more news. Great guest, too, coming up in about 15 minutes. Make sure you visit InfowarsStore.com. Check out the trifecta pack while it's still on sale. We're almost out of these products. So, any day now, this 40% off sale is gonna go away. It is payday for many of you. Now is perhaps the best time, a better time than ever, to get the trifecta pack.
1: So the chemicals that we ingest and, and all the things that we try to bring into our bodies to, to, to change who we are are only lowering us. They're only making us more depressed. In the end, they're only making us less fulfilled. It is only by going within and really making that connection to God that we can truly empower ourselves. That's why the globalists bombard us with toxins and chemicals to block us getting the normal vitamins and minerals and trace elements. Our bodies need to be healthy and to be able to basically reach out beyond the third dimension. And that's where the incredible products come in at InfoWarsStore.com.
2: You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video.
5: to the american journal folks i am chase Geiser, filling in for the great harrison smith it is an honor and a pleasure to be with you in the next segment we're gonna have a very special guest mr patrick howley he's an investigative reporter patrick howley is an investigative reporter whose work has appeared in the daily caller national file and Infowars. he joins us today to discuss the speakership crisis in the house of representatives very much looking forward to having him on in the next segment but this segment is just going to be the news So, the Army's planning major cuts to special operations forces, including the Green Berets. Huh, it's interesting. We're approaching World War III, and perhaps the most efficient way to engage in war in the future is things like special operations, rather than hundreds of thousands of boots on the ground. Washington, the Pentagon, is poised to make controversial cuts to the Army's storied special operations forces amid recruiting struggles and a shift in focus from Middle East counterterrorism operations to a threat from China. Can't get anybody to join. Well, when all of your recruits... Never mind. The Army is cutting about 3,000 troops, or about 10%, from its special operations ranks, which could include so-called trigger pullers from the Green Beret commando units who have conducted some of the nation's most dangerous and sensitive missions around the world, from the jungles of Vietnam to the back alleys of Baghdad. I knew a Green Beret who served in Vietnam very well. He told me that he would never speak of the things that he had to do when he was over there. He was that sensitive about it, and it weighed on his conscience heavily. The reductions would enable the Army to rebalance toward the large conventional ground forces needed in a potential fight in Asia. So you're telling me (laughs) that you're going to cut these special forces units so that you can spend more money somewhere else on, on a just sort of massive amount of int- infantry men. You would think that you would still need these special fort. Like if we're about ready to go to world war three, why are any cuts being made in any department of the military? I don't advocate for world war three, but world wars seem to be the only ones we win. And we only do it winning by not making cuts and keeping boots on the ground and ramping up recruitment.
7: Feels like if we were trying to uh, signal to China that uh, Taiwan is not really going to be a contested battle, that's how we do it. Yeah. Be like, oh, yeah, we're making cuts to our military. By the way, you know, uh, I've got uh, friends that are in the special forces community as well. And they told me one of the reasons why they loved Trump was because he believes in a strong military and he didn't give them unlimited funding, but he gave them the funding for the training that they need um, at the elite levels because, you know, they're doing the operations, things like that. Um, And, you know, they need to be able to know how to do the things i've seen jocko willing talk about that too he
5: said he noticed under different administrations different amounts of supplies so he's like you got a republican in you got plenty of ammo to practice at the range you get a democrat in maybe there's no ammo this week so i could totally see that manifesting here i don't think we're trying to signal to china though i think you made a really good point just because i don't think that the biden administration's I just think this is just a stupid decision. (laughs) Like, I'm I'm more inclined to think stupid than clever,
7: but maybe you're right. And no, I I don't think that it was like a direct signal to China. Like, hey, hey, yeah, that that would be how I'd
5: interpret it. Or they could be this could be a fake story, and this could be just a psyop. They
7: maybe they want China to think that they don't have special forces units, but they're actually keeping them all and sending them in. You know, I would think that I would think that as it stands right now, um, with superconductors and things like that, we would want to keep as much time you know Mm -hmm. i mean keep taiwan a free country for as long as possible right before there's a conflict
5: right right so the service plans to brief capitol hill in the coming days on the reductions mostly the army plans to cut special operations troops in supporting roles such as psychological warfare wow that seems to be important though civil affairs intelligence operators communications troops logistics and other so-called enablers U.S. military officials said cuts would follow the reallocation last year of more than 700 special operations troops from the Army and other services. In some, the cuts to the Pentagon's umbrella special operations command would amount to about 3,700 troops since last year. And the other thing, too, is if we engage in a war with China, one of the differences is it would based on differences compared to our other more recent wars is that this would be a major naval war and so I could see how they would want to reallocate resources towards sort of naval efforts and maybe some of the things that we were doing on the ground in the Middle East are not as relevant to a war with China, which would be largely naval. So this, whatever. I mean, they're moving troops around. But it's interesting. I, I just can't imagine making special forces cuts right before a world war. And maybe they maybe they just don't think the world war is real. Maybe maybe we're full of it on the world war thing. Maybe there's no risk, risk at all. But I tell you what, if anybody wants World War III, it's Ukraine. Because World War III is the only way that the United States actually gets boots on the ground to protect them. So Ukraine would absolutely love it if Moscow decided to use nuclear weapons or if China decided to use nuclear weapons. That's what, what Zelensky's praying for is that Kiev gets nuked while he's not there. It's probably why he's flying around the world so much. He just, he's rolling the dice. I hope I'm not there when it happens, but I hope it happens because then we get involved with boots on the ground. That's the only way that he could save his country. So we shouldn't really trust anything he says about trying to come to peace because the only way he's going to have a country is if World War III happens, in my opinion. FBI agent accused of lying about censoring Hunter Biden laptop. Dodge's testimony before Jim Jordan source confirms. FBI agent... Elvis Chan, who appeared to lie under oath about his role in censoring the Hunter Biden laptop story, failed to show up Thursday to his scheduled testimony before the house judiciary committee, a source familiar confirmed to the daily caller. What happened to Steve Bannon? Didn't he like not show up one time? The Judiciary Committee subpoenaed Chan on September 21st to appear for an interview Thursday after he previously failed to attend a scheduled interview, the Daily Caller previously reported. Chan was nowhere to be found at the time the interview was scheduled, a source familiar told the Daily Caller. Everything is on the table for Mr. Chan, including contempt, Russell Dye, a spokesperson for the House Judiciary Committee, told the caller. I wonder if we'll ever even hear this man's name again. Maybe they'll go after him. Maybe this will be a big story, but I think it's just as likely that he gets away with it because the intelligence community always gets away with it. And I can't name a single FBI or CIA agent in the history of either bureau, not to say there isn't one, but it's certainly not a household name. I can't name a single one of them that's ever been arrested for the crimes that they've ever committed within the organization, despite the fact that there have been countless scandals by both organizations, namely the assassination of JFK and MKUltra for one, in which they not only committed massive crimes against humanity – and against American citizens, unwittingly, experiments on them. But then they destroyed the evidence, and no one was let go, fired, prosecuted, charged, nothing. So I don't know why they're going to put Elvis away. Good old Elvis Chan for not showing up to testify. I think they're just giving a big middle finger because they know the DOJ won't honor any requests for contempt charges on a leftist who is protecting hunter biden you think that biden's doj is going to charge someone with covering for hunter biden for covering no way no way stick with us folks great guest in the next segment patrick Halley coming up patrick howley is an investigative reporter whose work has appeared in the daily caller national file and Infowars. we'll be talking about the speakership stick with us and visit infowarsstore.com
1: today at InfoWarsStore.com, either signed as a fundraiser, and I thank you for the support, or unsigned. But whatever you do, take action now. We're fighting for you, but we can't keep on if you don't support us. So please, get the historic book now. Go now to InfoWarsStore.com and get The Great Awakening. The Great Awakening, InfoWars InfoWarsStore. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today.
2: watching the American Journal with your host, Chase Geyser. Watch live right now at band.video.
5: Welcome back to the American Journal, where we are walking along the avenue. Speaking mm-hmm. truth to power, we kind have of a great guest for the, for the rest of this hour coming up pretty soon. Patrick Howley. Patrick Howley is an investigative reporter who's Work has appeared in the Daily Caller, National File, and InfoWars. He joins us today to discuss the speakership crisis in the House of Representatives. He'll be with us in a few minutes. I highly recommend you guys give him a follow on Twitter over there as well. So regarding the speakership, it doesn't look like it's going to be Trump. A new development as of yesterday, formally last night at about midnight our time, central time. Donald Trump tweeted, Congressman Jim Jordan has been a star Long before making his very successful journey to Washington, D.C., representing Ohio's fourth congressional district, respected by all, he is now chairman of the House Judiciary Committee. As president, I had the honor of presenting Jim with our country's highest civilian award, the Presidential Medal of Freedom. So much is learned from sports, and Jim was a master. While attending Graham High School, he won state championships all four years, a rarity, and compiled an amazing 156 to 1 record at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. Jim became a two-time NCAA Division I wrestling champion. He won his 1985 and 86 NCAA championship matches in his weight class. Jim has a master's degree in education from Ohio State University and a law degree from Capital University. He is strong on crime. Borders our military vets and Second Amendment. Jim, his wife, Polly, and family are outstanding. He will be a great Speaker of the House and has my complete and total endorsement fascinating fascinating well jim jordan sounds like a fair shot to me i don't have no a problem with it but i was really pulling for speaker for trump i know he's running for president it could be a major distraction but it would have been such a good troll to have him one heartbeat and one lithium ion battery away from the oval office but as we know with politics if we've learned anything we've learned that nothing is truly predictable Only Alex Jones seems to have really mastered the art of predicting major global political economic events consistently over 20 years. Uh, So anything could happen, but sounds like it's going to be Jim Jordan. And I'm excited to talk about that because there's like this divide in the party about whether or not. It was right what we did to McCarthy and Dan Crenshaw coming out with his tweet saying that if you voted with every single de- Democrat on someone, maybe you're the rhino, which is <laughs> Dan Crenshaw is such a joke. What a myopic cuck. Oh, that guy, that guy. And I think a couple of years ago, I could be wrong about this, but if you guys follow unusual Wales, I, 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 I think that Dan Crenshaw is among the top members of Congress as far as returns on their investments are concerned. I think his portfolio has done very well in recent years. And I wouldn't have a problem with his opinions, but it's just the fact that he's such a jerk about him. And he's a jerk to his own constituents and voters. I mean, after SNL made fun of him, he immediately went on Joe Rogan. He was a star of the Republican Party. Look at this badass war veteran with the eye patch, and he's handsome, and he's well-spoken, and he's a good Texas boy. I was so excited to love Dan Crenshaw, and he came out with that awesome uh, campaign ad that he did with a couple of other candidates a couple of years ago that was really cool and fun. It was like a Mission Impossible kind of theme, and he tied it in and partnered with other campaigns. I was so excited for Dan Crenshaw, and then he came in, and he just turned out to be a jerk, man. Golly. And he's coming out in support of McCarthy, who hasn't accomplished a single thing in the last nine months except for setting records for things that have never happened to the speakership before. Like his greatest accomplishment is being the first speaker to be ousted like this, right? Has this ever happened? I'm not sure that a speaker's ever been vacated like this. Maybe maybe it has. And then to have the audacity to be bitter about it instead of classy about it, it's just – why would you negotiate side deals with the Democrats about supporting Ukraine without speaking to the rest of the House if you're the Speaker of the House and you're supposed to represent said House? This is the reason McCarthy's out. It's, it's articles like this one here. Ukraine's not ready to join the EU because it's corrupt, but it's, it's the fact that Biden is panicking trying to figure out how to get funding to Ukraine without congressional approval. He's suggesting that he has a path around Congress to get more aid to Ukraine and plans a major speech. And we have members of our party that support things like this. And I'm not even going to go into the moral argument of supporting former enemies of the United States, and Nazis. That's a beating a dead horse. I know you guys already know that. But if this was the other way around, let's just say hypothetically Ukraine was the bad guy and Russia was the good guy in the eyes of the state. If if it was Russia and they weren't Nazis – we were supporting. I would be totally appalled at the amount of money that we were giving to them. If it was Afghanistan during the Afghani wars, if it was Iraq, there is no nation that we should be giving this amount of support and resources to regardless of their moral position or their correctness in the wars that they face. Just because an injustice is being done to a country doesn't make it a justice or a right thing to do in terms of policy for our politicians to betray the best interests of our people on their behalf. I hope we don't do the same. I don't have a problem at all with Taiwan. I believe Taiwan should be an independent nation. I like the Taiwanese. No problem. No problems at all with Taiwan. However, if China annexes Taiwan and reclaims it, I advocate zero military support for Taiwan. I just don't think that it's our business to get involved in other people's wars, and I don't think it's right to take the money and resources that our people give our politicians in order to represent the interests of the people of other nations all while receiving kickback while doing it. doesn't make any sense to me how there's a moral argument or even a really a logical argument for that. If China wants Taiwan, they could take it. I don't think that we should support other nations in major wars against superpowers ever period. And we have Republicans in our party wearing Ukrainian flag, lapel pens like McCarthy advocating for giving money endlessly to Ukraine Crenshaw has famously said, and I'm paraphrasing, but time and time again, he said, this is a way for us to kill Russian soldiers without a single American dying. So his argument is we should be giving them billions upon billions of dollars because Russia's our enemy, and it's a way for us to basically skirt around international law and kill Russians without actually being at war with Russia. That's his that's his argument there. But I fail to see why it is that Russia's our enemy at all. I don't even understand. Why Russia has ever been perceived as our enemy? Have we ever been at war with Russia? Has Russia ever killed an American soldier in war and in combat? Maybe there were some, you know, skirmishes or special forces top secret operations that happened during the Cold War, where there was an exchange of of gun, uh, gunfire or a firefight or something. Maybe that happened from time from here and there. Maybe there were agents that assassinated other agents. Maybe there was some behind the scenes stuff that happened. But as far as I know, historically speaking, we've never been at war with Russia, and Russia has never intentionally taking the life of an American soldier. We won World War II because Russia was our ally, and then we immediately proceeded to intimidate the hell out of them to the point where their entire country collapsed decades later afterward. And they don't spend a whole lot of time complaining about us in the offseason, so to speak. You don't hear a lot of anti-American Russian propaganda outside the context of this Ukrainian war. Now, of course, they are because we're supporting their enemy that they're at war with. But Russia doesn't complain about America the way that America complains about Russia. And it's because the state, the deep state narrative, wants you to believe that we have an outside enemy, because without an outside enemy, we are harder to control, and we divide against ourselves. We are hardwired as human beings to have enemies, and if we don't have enemies, we make them up. And that's what they're doing. That's what the deep state's doing. They're making up this Russian threat so there's this fake ghost phantom enemy so we don't realize that the enemy is actually within, that the threat is actually enemies domestic, not foreign. Why is it that two towers go down and we go to war for two decades with people that aren't really our enemies, but then a bioweapon leaks from China... And we don't say anything about it when they are our enemy. Think with this, folks. We'll be back after this break. Visit InfoWarsStore.com
1: and be the reason InfoWars is still on the air. I'm a humble person, and I want to say that I'm just a man. But I'm not just a man. Just like you. No matter what color you are, whether you're a man or a woman, you were made by the creator of the universe, who had a plan for you, who has a destiny for you that's why the system hates you and fears you and that's why they hate me it's because the spirit i carry is one of justice and truth and courage and honor and will and love my friends the enemy's coming after me not because i'm a loser but because i'm a winner they're coming after you not because you're a bad person because you're a good person because you love god and god loves you and so i signed up for this i signed up for this fight and i'm not a victim i'm an overcomer But I can't fight this fight without you. That's why I want you to always remember that I appreciate you and I thank you because InfoWars is your fight. InfoWars is your baby. It's a thing you built. We did this together. So God bless you all. Let's keep fighting. Where were you when humanity was fighting for its life? Where were you when the globalists were caught trafficking millions of children for sex slavery worldwide? Where were you when the New World Order was starting World War III with Russia? Well, I know where you are. You're watching and listening to InfoWars.com right now, and I salute you and thank you. And I want to encourage all of you who've been in this fight so long to realize we've reached the critical juncture in the battle now, and a key tool in that fight is the Great Awakening, defeating the globalists, and launching the next great renaissance. This is my second book, part two of The Great Reset in the War for the World. It's a longer book, a quite frankly, more powerful book. And just like the last book went to number one, it is up to you to number one right now. This is a cultural fight against the globalists, and it funds the Info War. Get signed or unsigned copies of The Great Awakening right now at InfoWarStore.com. I want to thank you all for your support. This is a book everybody needs. Get your copy of The Great Awakening right now.
2: You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video.
5: back to the America Journal, folks. I am Chase Geiser filling in for the great Harrison Smith. We'll be right back, That's, I guess, next week. Awesome developments next week, which you will learn of when the time is right. We've got a great guest coming on this segment, Patrick Howley, an investigative reporter whose work has appeared in the Daily Caller, National File, and InfoWars. He joins us today to discuss the speakership crisis in the House of Representatives. Patrick, how are you today, sir?
4: It's good to uh, hear from you. It's good to be here.
5: Yeah, absolutely. So what is on your mind? What are your thoughts on this? Well, first first off, I want to show you a clip. I want to play a clip that you can listen to and get your thoughts on on it. And then uh, let's dive into the speaker thing. Does that sound okay to you? Sounds great to me. Okay, great. Run Stone's plan.
8: Here's a pretty radical plan. I call this the stone plan. We elect a wedge of Republicans in the House and the Senate in the next election. They make it clear to Kevin McCarthy they will not vote for him for Speaker. In fact, they will abstain on every question before the House until they make Donald Trump Speaker. They will bring the House to a standstill. There'll be a majority for nothing. Uh, Once Trump became Speaker, uh, I am convinced it's only a matter of time. Shortly after the election, Biden's own people will. Him under the 25th Amendment. That leaves Kamala Harris as your president. She would then have to be impeached people say to me, really? Well, what for what crime? Good God, we could spend the whole rest of the show talking about her crimes. But this is politics. The grounds are whatever 67 senators say they are. And then, assuming you have a national strike, assuming the gas prices are $20 a, a, a gallon, uh, that, the, uh, that we're getting the, the crap kicked out of us around the world in terms of our, our foreign policy, the votes can be gotten. If the votes can be gotten to impeach Richard Nixon, trust the votes can be gotten to uh, impeach that cackling hyena, uh, in which case Donald Trump would become president before the 2024 election. I call this the Stone Plan.
5: So when I watched that cliff last night, like late in the afternoon, I thought, oh, my God, is Stone's plan manifests. But it looks like Trump has formally endorsed Jim Jordan, and it's not going to play out that way. What are your thoughts on this, this whole fiasco?
4: Well, I would have uh, liked to see President Donald Trump. And of course, it's not really up to him in the sense that if this uh, caucus bands together and votes for him, um, Mm. Trump has said uh, recently that he's willing to serve. And so that would obviously put him in the line of succession. Um, When it comes to Jim Jordan, I have my own concerns uh, by virtue of the fact that Uh, Jim Jordan has been backing Kevin McCarthy. And -hmm. if you're backing Kevin McCarthy, why are you backing Kevin McCarthy? Um, And so regardless, uh, what happened on October 3rd is a great victory for the American people. Uh, This strategy was a a long time uh, coming. And uh, I congratulate uh, the National File publisher, Noel Fritch, who has worked for years to try to overthrow the Speaker of the House and has made numerous failed efforts to do so. And then finally, uh, he was involved with this one that worked out. And obviously, the credit needs to go to Matt Gaetz. Um, And ultimately, you know, I was unsure uh, in the moment whether or not the Democrats were going to go along with it. At first, they wanted to, um, you know, pretend like, well, uh, this is a matter for the Republican conference. Well, it's not a matter for the Republican conference if we put it to a floor vote and force you to vote. Are you going to be Democrats for Kevin? Are you going to vote for Kevin McCarthy? Are you going to vote to fund the war machine when Kevin McCarthy is making a, a side deal with uh, the Joe Biden White House to keep the crooked funding to Zelensky going? Mm-hmm. So ultimately, the uh, Democrats were shamed into um, you know making the right call.
5: Yeah, absolutely. And for the sake of the audience and for myself, frankly, can you highlight, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but can you highlight what Remind everyone what the dynamic was around getting McCarthy in in the first place. Famously, he failed the vote several times. Gates opposed him from the get-go. How was it negotiated that he was able to be a speaker in the first place?
4: Well, it was, we didn't get much in the negotiations at all. It was, um, you know, a shakedown by the Republican establishment. And I think that certainly threats were made, and uh, people were threatened with, the, you know, their livelihoods were going to be destroyed, their careers were going to be destroyed. You had a snake in the grass that time, Trip Roy. Who um, sold out very early, and then by the end it was uh, Matt Gates and Lauren Boebert standing alone. You had large merge green shilling for Kevin McCarthy. You had um, you know all of these people shilling for Kevin McCarthy um, because they feared him because he runs uh, the Republican caucus as though he's a mob boss, mm-hmm. and finally he's been removed. So um, it took uh, the bravery of Matt Gates to get this done, and. Um, you know, seven of his colleagues, of course. And the great thing is they have total leverage now, they have total power, um, and everything has to go through them. Um, And so if they end up going with Jim Jordan, frankly, I'd like to know uh, why Jim Jordan was supporting Kevin McCarthy. Um, And I think possibly there's uh, somebody better that we could bring in, uh, possibly Mm -hmm. President Trump. Do you think that
5: people just kind of kick kiss the, the be- behind of whoever's the speaker. Cause they're worried about committee placements and things like that. And do you think that's probably what was going on? Or do you think that he's actually not, do you think there's more to it with Jim Jordan's support from McCarthy?
4: Well, you know, it's, it's possible. Um, you know, if you make that decision to, um, to back Kevin McCarthy, obviously you're backing a globalist, mm-hmm. um, and you know the people had to had to throw him out. Um, the you know the United States is supposed to be a people's house. I'd like to see the QAnon Shaman perhaps come back. Yep. Um, you know, as the speaker. You know, return, make a return to the capital. You know, dressed as a Viking, but that is the leverage that we have. We have total leverage. We have total negotiating power. There's no negotiation that needs to be had. So I'd like to see this process drag out. um, And you know, regardless of whether or not it's uh, Jim Jordan. Um, this is a guy who's mostly written letters and uh, scolded people at show hearings over the years. You know, I want to see some things actually get done. I want to see these people freed from the gulag from January 6th. I want to yeah. see a complete and utter stop to all funding for Ukraine. If Jim Jordan becomes the speaker and then continues to fund the Ukraine war, what was the point? We cannot let this opportunity pass pass us by.
5: Why is it that McCarthy was so adamant about supporting Ukraine? Do you Do you, do you perceive that he was invested in entities in the military industrial complex perhaps that were making a lot of money off of it why i just don't understand why our politicians frankly give a damn about ukraine
4: well they all have to go with um the globalist elites and you know bohemian grove that's mm-hmm. where kevin mccarthy hangs out as i reported and the globalist elites obviously want world war three they want to uh, do everything they can the, uh, to bring on a war against Russia that they've been trying to get for decades now um, and, you know, bring down Vladimir Putin. They're absolutely obsessed with it. And so the neocons on the Republican side and the neoliberals on the Democrat side have come together to try to, you know, form this crooked uniparty that is desperate to get us into a war. And the Ukraine funding, this is, is, you know— what uh, really ticked Matt Gates off and brought him to the uh, House floor in order to do this when he found out that Kevin McCarthy had negotiated a side deal with the Biden White House to get this uh, Ukraine funding, because <clears throat> the Ukraine funding is not able to pass in a continuing resolution. And the good thing now is basically nothing can pass in a continuing resolution. Unless Matt Gates signs off on it, that's the leverage. That's the power that he's given himself by having this wedge caucus of eight people who are hardliners, and hopefully they're going to hold the line. I don't want to see an early compromise where Jim Jordan gets in and then it's business as usual. You think Biden's
5: just going to skirt the law and find a way to fund Ukraine regardless?
4: Well, that's obviously what he's trying to do. But uh, Congress, the point is to you know control the purse strings, and so constitutionally, the money has to go through the U.S. House of Representatives for this war. And um, obviously, they're finding other ways to do it. But, you know, if the people do not want this war, if the people do not want to fund this war, billions and billions more dollars going to Zelensky. This guy, uh, you know, has been accused of um, heavy cocaine use. He's been accused of being a cokehead. He's been accused of stealing U.S. money. I interviewed Mm -hmm. two former Zelensky administration officials. So this has to end, and uh, the Ukraine funding has to get stripped out of any budget that goes forward here.
5: Wow. So where can people find you and follow you as well as engage with your work?
4: You can follow me on Twitter, Patrick Howley, Howley Reporter. You can follow me on Gab, gab.com slash Patrick Reports. And uh, you can follow me my, my band.video channel, which is coming back this coming week. Awesome!
5: Check out Patrick Howley on band.video. Follow him everywhere you follow anyone. Thank you so much for coming on the American Journal this morning. It was an honor and a pleasure to have you and an honor and a pleasure to meet you, man. I appreciate it. We'll have to have you back on again sometime soon. Will do. Thank you, sir. Absolutely. Take care. about ready to go to break folks but at the top of the hour we'll be covering the rest of today's news and i think we'll probably have some time to take some calls too so i'll throw out the number Uh, actually let's just throw out the number now if we can uh 877-789-2539 again that's 877-789-2539 call in let me know what you think about everything that's going on and stick with us through the break we will be right back visit infowarsstore.com today
1: Satanic New World Order is betting against humanity. They're betting on our weakness. They believe they can destabilize civilization and bring us down into the ashes of history. But the trap they've laid for us will be their destruction, not ours. If we trust in God, and if we are valiant and have courage to speak the truth and not comply and engage in civil disobedience and not join the masses who have decided that they are the scum of the earth, who have decided that they will join with this soulless corporate system. As for InfoWars, we are going to steadfast continue to fight in the information war with our weapon, the truth, against the enemies of humanity. And we put our faith, and we put our trust, and we put our destiny in the hands of God. But it has been said a trillion times, if God be with us, who can be against us?